What it do, everybody? Tech File here for you. Getting ready to celebrate the New Year's with a new episode of Tech File. So buckle up. Let's get into it. Episode 275 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Catch, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me, 275, God dang. It's been a lot of these I am the I am the RJ. Only known as? The RJ. And I'm Camille Poingar of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. Well, better known as Kay Diddy. Take that. Take that. All right, y'all. Sport fact of the week, what we got? I don't feel lazy this week. There's going to be a common theme this week. Um, <laughs> so... December 30th, 1984, LeBron James was born. It's coming up on his 38th birthday ah. on Friday. Hey. Boy, I've been saying so many stats. Yeah, but he had on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said what? Oh, so he just, I think he just dropped 38 on Sunday. So 38 ahead of his 38th birthday. It's still not Michael yeah. Jordan dropping 40 or 40, but I'm sure he'll Are do that too. <laughs> Are they playing on his birthday or no? Uh, that I don't know. Do they have a game on Friday? Laker fans? They don't know. Don't All know. right. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all that checked out already? They do. They play, they play the Hawks on Friday. Oh, right. well, he, he might play and put on a show for his birthday. That's what I was asking for because I'm like, you know, he was like, hey, shit, let me break another record at 38. <laughs> put a 45 on him. So I can see that. For sure. Happy birthday, sir. So that means he's a, a Capricorn? Mm-hmm. That, that's what season we're in now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Y'all say so. <laughs> it's very uneasy. He's Capricorn. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Are we doing the game that needs a name this week? Ooh. How y'all feeling about it? Virtually. Man, uh, you know, more down to win a win a contest, you know. Win a contest. All right, uh, I'm down. I'm with it. Ken and Tim, y'all do some homework. Hell no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, because we still haven't done. Uh, well, shit. Let's go iconic wrestlers then. Not necessarily superstars, but like icons. Like we kind of we all pretty much have an idea. Like these things. <clears throat> Ricky Steamboat to the world, shit like that. It got to be something we can define, Tim. Yeah, we can. How 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 you define I, iconic? Like you might say somebody iconic, I'd be like, that dude ain't iconic. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we just name wrestlers or wrestlers from WWE or wrestlers that wrestled in WCW. Like you got to kind of qualify it a little bit. I was just saying wrestling in general because I think we've done that one, haven't we? Or do we just do tag teams? I, I know we did tag teams. 
And we named off uh, pay-per-view titles. WWE champs, too. Yeah. And titles. Yes. Champs, titles, What was the one we did with Camille in here? The names of the pay-per-views. Remember oh, Tim said, like, Undertaker Day or something? Bro, <laughs> oh, hey, we talking about all of that. <laughs> talking about all of that. Undertaker Day. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or, like, I, I usually try to stick around something close to, like, wrestling, I feel like it's kind of easy because it's either that start naming off, like, Intercontinental Champions or European Champions, stuff like that, but whatever. So, it's up to y'all, but that's, I throw my bid in. Uh, WWE Legends. Let's make their they are defined already. There we go. They have a whole category and everything. Do you know them? I know a couple of them. Are you gonna be able to fact check this if somebody say somebody that's not a legend? Then pull up a roster. Oh no, I can't pull up a roster. <laughs> we just do wrestling match, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, or wrestlers. Yeah, let's just do wrestlers. Let's just do wrestlers. <laughs> Take my fam like niggas. Hey, <laughs> can, can y'all pick something? I mean, we do have three other people that did homework, so we could find out something. You mean two others? <laughs> I'm just saying, niggas got opinions. No, I'm cool with the wrestlers. We can do wrestlers. I'm fine oh, with oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it's Tim's category, so he can kick it off. Uh, the rock. I guess Wait, we who's going to ask what's the order? <laughs> Just go take order. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's uh, kind of in that order, kind of like that. You, know. you said The Rock? Yeah, I said The Rock. Undertaker. Goldberg. Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold. Bret Hart. Hardcore Holly. Um, Kevin Nash. Kane. Uh, Owen Hart. Scott Hall. Sting. Molly Holly. Brian Pillman. Scott Steiner. Cody Rhodes. CM Punk. Jim the Anvil Nyhart. Gold. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. With the names um, in his mouth. Um, Mick Foley. Jeff Hardy. The Godfather. Do Love. Ooh. Kane. Cactus Jack. D-Lo Brown. <laughs> Farouk. Farouk. Kenny Omega. Mankind. Was he in WWE at any point? We didn't say Kenny WWE. Omega. He was a wrestler. Oh, he was just a wrestler. Who did you say, Tom? Did he say Kenny Omega? He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he did say just wrestlers. Never mind. Who did Matt you Hardy. say, Tim? No, I, no, I was saying Matt Hardy, but I was trying to check to see. We never said WWE. We just said wrestlers. Jeff Hardy. I already did Jeff Hardy. You out. All right. <laughs> uh, daddy ass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, Rick Steiner. Scissor me, bro. Steiner. <laughs> I said Scott Steiner. Oh, you did? God, I said Scott Steiner. Yeah, you just said Rick. Yeah, I said right? Scott too. And he said Rick. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, American Dream. Oh. <laughs> Can't dream it for real. You won, Camille. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck. American Dream for some reason threw me all the way off. I have, I have no reason. I thought Daddy asked me to want to throw you off, and I just went off the giggles alone. But 
It didn't go that way. It didn't go that way. Oh, good. Who's the champ this week? Congratulations, right. man. Thank you. So before we get into the topics of the week, I do just want to remind y'all, as you can hear, we're recording the episode right now live on our YouTube page. We do that every Tuesday around 6.30, 6.45-ish. So the best way for you to be able to join that is to make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube. Make sure you hit the notification bell so that you will get alerted whenever we go live. And then you can join the show, be part of the show, um, and just kick it with us. We love when we have y'all in here because it feels like it just adds so much more to what we're doing. So shout out to everybody who joins the show live on Tuesdays. And of course, I'm encouraging everyone hearing my voice to, to join in on Tuesdays live when we do the show. And as another reminder, make sure that you get your tech file merch. You can get that link through our link tree link. Um, it's wherever, like our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, that link is embedded in everything that we do there, even in all of our descriptions for our shows. So make sure you check it out, get you some tech file gear and uh, yeah, spread some, spread some joy in that way. Get, get, get somebody else from tech file gear too while you at it. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, we're celebrating New Year's this upcoming weekend here. So that means it's a holiday episode for us. How that differs from our regular show is that instead of me running point for majority of the show, we're going to be doing things popcorn style in tech order. So Tim, Eric, myself, and then Ken uh, picking topics and we just don't go for there. These shows tend to be a little bit more relaxed than our normal show. A little bit more jokes. We might vamp a little bit more, get off topic a little bit more, but, uh, it's always a good time. So buckle up and let's get into the topics of the week. All right. Okay. Okay. So if I'm up first, uh, you know, we'll start off with a little bit of football. I ain't going to go through the games, but we'll talk about a record broken by Justin Jefferson. My man broke Randy Moss's receiving record. That's where you want to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we can segue wherever we want to go. I'm just saying. But I'll say congrats to Justin because Randy Moss, I said, as we were talking about legends earlier, is an NFL legend. And for him to have broken a record by that man is a crazy accomplishment. So, congratulations to him. Um, he's the only Viking that I actually do like. <laughs> I don't like any other like Vikings. It's only because I wanted him on our team from jumping. I liked him in college, but congrats, JJ. Uh, hope we can kick that ass on Sunday. I uh, appreciate that. Eric. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess we can just go through the games. <laughs> um, so... Thursday night football is Cowboys and Titans. Uh, let's see here. As we're doing this, I do want to just say to those who are in our pick and pool, now is the time for you to pull out your apps and make your picks for this upcoming week of the game as well. Yes, so, I'm okay. <laughs> so Thursday night football, I'm going with the Cowboys. Titans ain't going to have Ryan Tannehill. So I don't Dallas. Think- Malik Willis in his place. I'm going Dallas. I think that means I got a black quarterback. I mean, Dak is on the Cowboys. Gotta go with the Titans. Yeah. I'm going Cowboys. Hmm. 
Seems like a bit of easy money, Jay. Did you pick somebody? Who, me? Everybody else with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I'll say Cowboys. No, I, I ain't here, Tim. Um, Cardinals and Falcons on Sunday. Falcons. I'm with Falcons, too. As Shout out to J.J. Watt. I, I would hope that he could win his last two games before he retires, but uh, I don't see that happening here. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got Atlanta. Uh, okay, so that's Atlanta across the board. Uh, can your Bears go and take on the Lions? Oh, goodness. <laughs> and the Lions got to win, so. Yes, they do. Yeah. I'll be cheering for Chicago. Please. Damn. I mean, like, yeah, we, don't, we don't necessarily need the Lions to lose in order to make the playoffs since we play Detroit next week. Mm-hmm. But just for some breathing room here. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little bit of just a little space. Can y'all can y'all do something good for once? Damn. I feel like That's whenever true. I have to root for Chicago on behalf of Green mm-hmm. Bay, it never goes well. That's why I'm not rooting for these motherfuckers. Well, don't we don't need them here. So <laughs> if, if you wanted to pick Detroit, you could. It doesn't doesn't change things. The Washington football team is a team that we need to lose to make the playoffs. So that's one more. That's one more. And we good. <laughs> and they play the Browns, so I can't in good conscience. It's, it's possible. Yeah. No, but I'm, it's possible. I'm Brown. But we'll get we'll <laughs> 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 I'm going to Chicago this week. Uh, everybody pick. Yeah, I said tight them motherfuckers. You ain't picking either one of them. That don't count for the ESPN pick and pull. Which one are you picking, fam? Man, I skip it and lose a point. No, you did this before. <laughs> you know that they won't let you say that. That's probably why you don't stuff don't be saving. <laughs> uh, fuck. I'm going to go. Damn. The Bears. Do it. He did. Do it. Uh, Broncos, Cheeks. It's easy money. This is this my highest confidence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, He's no. on bad in Denver He's, in a hurry. Yeah, uh, firing their head coach, which is like twelve weeks too late. Is it? Tw- <laughs> I mean, he showed from the jump that he wasn't good at the job. Like there were two yeah, two no I would say that's like week three or four. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Dwayne, two two at one point. Well, hold on real quick. Dwayne in the comments said that his wife said when Camille bets against us, we win in regards to the Lions. Uh. Clearly not, because whenever I pick y'all, y'all lose too. So somebody lying. That's not that's not on me. That's on Detroit. Don't blame they all incompetence on me. Right. That, that, even if that was just this year, what you got to say about the last decade? Right. You know, if this was any other team, or you know, I wouldn't mind betting for Detroit, but we need y'all to lose a little bit. We don't need y'all to lose, but it wouldn't hurt. So otherwise, I, I, I you know. I fuck with Detroit, man. I fuck with what he's doing in their office over there. I was talking about them weeks ago. Detroit should win this game. Yeah. But I'm not picking Detroit. Yeah, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be rooting for the Lions, too. Um, <laughs> where were we at? <laughs> Next game. Oh, we're talking about uh, Chiefs and Broncos. Uh, everybody pick that? I'm assuming Chiefs yeah, we're are. Oh, we done talking about them. Okay. Chiefs. Can <laughs> I ask y'all real quick, though? How do y'all feel about first-year head coaches getting fired in their first year? That's not fair. Do you think it was fair for Nathaniel Hackett? No. I think I think that teams have more information than we do as a public. And, like, mm-hmm. 
there are certain like not all failed first year head coaches are created equally so it's like mm-hmm. clearly dan campbell came in and like changed the culture and they it didn't translate to wins right away but he was building something and it's like okay like we like what we see there's progress being made he's changed what happened prior to mm-hmm. which you know to be fair if they hadn't fired jim caldwell maybe that didn't happen in the first place but they did so be it whereas like sometimes they come in and it's like it's a shit show like all around like urban meyer like yeah he should have been fired like off the rip because he didn't have the confidence of the team like he was doing shady shit on the side he was kicking his kicker like (laughs) there are other things that play into it as opposed to just like their record so like if it was just because they're three and 12 or whatever they are like no i don't think that's fair but if it's other things that are showing you like his decision making is bad his game management is bad his the way that he talks to the players is bad whatever like whatever it is that they see that doesn't hit their benchmarks like i think it's fair enough like you don't want to keep going down a bad road just to be like okay well we, we, need, to, we need to see like as a fan i think you can say that but like as an organization like they have way more information to work with than we do I hear you on people that display, blatantly display, like the uh, Urban Meyer situation and shit like that. Like I understand that, but Hackett got handed a quarterback who was expected to be able to at least do something in the offense that has done nothing. But I don't think that it's necessarily all because like Russ failed as a quarterback this yeah. year. Like if you look at the way that that team interacts on the sideline, like how many blowups have they had? Like you have people blatantly disrespecting both the coaching staff and the quarterback. Like, it's a bad situation all around. It's like, if you can't even get your, like, it's, if you're losing, that's one thing. But if you've lost the team, like, that's another thing. And that mm-hmm. means that you need to make a change, probably. And according to the reports that came out, that was the deciding factor, was that he lost uh, the pulse of the team. And they mm-hmm. were pointing to the fact that if you look on the sidelines, you see the team arguing. Like, every game, like, come on, man. Like, we know dust-ups and stuff happen, but it, it, it was getting a little too frequent. And the game that has been going around, I see Tendi in the comments mentioned kicking that 64-yard field goal was the smartest thing Hackett ever did. That clip that's going around from the Manning cast when it was Peyton, Eli, and Shannon Sharp watching the game, and it's like, your time and your your management of the game is terrible right now why are we wasting 30 seconds here at the end of the game when you could have did something here but now we're just gonna kick a field like what's going on here like and then he had to get he put someone else in position of power to be the time management guy because he couldn't do it himself like and that guy is now the coach yep (laughs) so i'm like the time management guy is now the coach jerry rossberg i believe And like we don't have to necessarily get into this but like this that brings up a good point like for me it's like what exactly does a head coach actually do on game like on game day like what are they actually in charge of like because it's, it's way too many moving parts for them to be like okay send send this guy in send that guy in bitch this guy do this package do this like it seems like a lot of stuff gets delegated to different position groups like so I don't like besides time management, like I really don't know what else like they're doing stuff. Like I'm not saying that they're not, but I just don't know like all of the game day I would responsibilities say, of a head coach. Like I don't I know. I know it's that. different for every team too. But yeah, that's what I was different for everybody. Yeah, I would 
like if you do an offensive play call, you don't give it. You care about the defense, but you let the coordinator and all the defensive coaches make the stuff, like the play calls, things like that. And you you do still have the final say so at the end of the day. So it's, I mean, whatever defensive play is called, maybe you want to change that, or whatever offensive play is called, because you hear it all. Like they say that you hear it all through the through the mics and stuff like that on both ends of it. So as a coach, you got your offensive play caller, for example, who may not call your plays, but your passing game coordinator to give you a whole sheet of all the passing plays we go run this game. And then your run game coordinator to give you a sheet of all the run plays we go run this game. And any of the audibles that we may make. So then each team has, so the coach got the whole, that's why they got them big ass cards. <laughs> so the coach has got all the shit on the cards. It's just what you want to do now. You hey, Mark is not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Uh, Mark is in the comments doing his conspiracy brother, <laughs> saying that he's going to die on the hill. That Hackett was hired by Denver just to lure Aaron Rodgers there. I want you to. I want you on that. I, you're probably right. <laughs> I want you on that. Thought it was in the bag, probably. They thought it was a done damn deal. <laughs> it didn't work. They got Russ instead. And for years on this podcast, Kim would go on talking about how cold Russ is, and Russ so cold, and Russ is so cold. yeah. Don't look around now, you, your boy. <laughs> Yeah. Russell Wilson, <laughs> so cold. This year he has been lukewarm, Russ. He has been room temperature, Russ. But the GM said yeah. that you know, <laughs> the coaching change wasn't all about Russ being lukewarm. You know, mm -hmm. we need him to be better, but we think he can be fixed. He just had a rough year. He's a rough, this is his first year in the uh, in the system. Yeah, man. As we can't get no worse, man. Can't get worse. We fired the offensive coordinator as the. Who was the head coach? Man, it's been tough. No. It's been tough for Denver. I don't know. Like, I had to admit, like, when I watched the Lions game and I'm watching Russ, I'm like, dog, Russ is garbage, bro. Oh, no, he, he's like, going to man is going to. No, like, we in the multiverse or something right now, bro. Like, it's like unbelievable that my man is this bad, bro. Like, yeah, variant Russ. <laughs> That's <laughs> the real Russ, man. Nice. Cheese said, "Cheese said, Fred Hole in the comments just had to say, let 'Let's ride.' That's terrible. Let's ride. I feel Mark like Russ Cook. <laughs> I think there's three franchises that just suffer from quarterback. It, that comes to mind. Outside of Manning getting Denver their uh, trophy, I don't think Denver really has had a good quarterback since Elway. I mean, I mean that's a pretty big aside, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Denver, uh, Cleveland, and the Colts." Like they can't hey, never hey, get a Don't do Tim Tebow like that. <laughs> also, <laughs> Tebow I mean, has a season. Winner, and a playoff win. Hey, Tebow was a winner, bro. <laughs> that guy was a winner. Who's disrespected that man? And I like Tebow. <laughs> you said they haven't had a good quarterback since Elway, fam. Tebow was out here Tebowing and I fucked with Tebow and, and winner, him bro. out here on the on you know Mr. <laughs> Ashton. <laughs> Mark, why are you going in on Russ right now? Did you say Russ is in the house? Mark, Mark is in the comments going in on uh. Oh, what? Finally, cool for a couple years. Down his bathrooms in his house. No, I'm not gonna stand the T-Bow, Joy. I can't do it, bro. I fucked with T-Bow. I fucked with T-Bow, and I fucked with Jake Plummer. Plummer was my dude, and Jake Cutler was good there. Jay Culler was good in the Jay Culler had an MVP season before he left. <laughs> he didn't win MVP. Yeah, MVP. You, you would say that about Jay. He did have MVP season. Look at look at what him and Brandon Marshall did this, this no, season. Brandon Marshall, Marshall had an MVP season. No, you you are him and, him and Marshall were a good cop. Like, they were a good pair. Brandon Marshall had a good season. 
Fuck that, I ain't give no, no, Jane. Hell no. No, I did fuck with Jane. We've had this conversation. I don't know how we turned like the worst game of the week into like a 10 minute conversation, but. About Denver, I fucked with him. He's a big Denver fan. Let's move on. Color was cold in Denver. Thank you, Dwayne. Color was nice in Denver. Jake Plummer sell weed now, right? Huh? Jake Plummer sell weed now, right? Yes. Pretty sure. Bro, I sent you something. I sent you like a, a screenshot or something. This man, he looked stressed the fuck out. And like his cover photo, he looked like he was strong the fuck out. When Jake Palmer was, uh, they had a whole, uh. I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of him with like homelessness. No, yeah, he Jake Palmer is now a mushroom farmer in Colorado. Ah, and he looked like he was huh. on that shit, that picture. <laughs> Let's move to the next game, please. <laughs> next game is Dolphins and Patriots. Uh, I'm gonna go with the well. Tua got another concussion, so yeah, which sucks. But the quarterback is Mac Jones. So. Mm, I mean, <laughs> the Patriots run defense is like top three in the league, so like they ain't finna let no, they ain't really letting nobody run on them like that. They got. JC no, Jackson is done for the year, I think. Miami but, don't really run. Like Miami's more of a uh, right. pass first team as it is. So I'm ooh, I actually don't. This is the toss-up for me. If Tua is not playing. You got Teddy. If Tua is not playing, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Patriots. If Tua does play, I'm going with the Dolphins. I think either way, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Like Mac Jones, like I think it's time to move on already. Like I don't think, I don't think that got it. I think he, did he get fined for that low blow? Yes, that block. Uh, yeah, I think he did. I'm gonna show you. I think it was like forty five thousand or something. I mean, it's not important. I was just saying, like he he got reprimanded for that block the week after he got trucked. So it's just it went from bad to worse for him. You tried to uh, yeah. correct and over him getting trucked was hilarious. I thought that was the funniest shit in the world, bro. I'm so sad I missed that. That shit was hilarious to me. Uh, yeah. Everybody picked this game. I want to Yeah, I'm on Dolphins. It depends on who's starting. I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I'm gonna go with the Pats. And I got the Dolphins. Um, Colts and Giants. 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 Boy, I wish the Colts could, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Giants. <laughs> This is gonna be that damn game that Matt no Ryan said that Nick Foles is playing now. I'm gonna go with the Giants. Matt Ryan gotta be just upset at the way <laughs> his season has first I first I'm here to start. Then y'all bench me and y'all say I'm probably not gonna play no more. Then we get a new coach who ain't never coached before, and then he made <laughs> him start. And now he got benched again by the coach who ain't never coached before. After he blew the biggest lead in NFL regular season history while being the record holder for blowing the biggest lead in, in the playoffs. So, like, it's just been a tough season for Matt Ryan. Hey, you got benched by two different coaches, and one of them can't even coach. It says a lot about you. <laughs> you can <laughs> says a lot about you. Only other only other player quarterback that's been benched twice this season is uh old boy in uh, the Jets, Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson? Oh, he done. That's up. You don't want to be mentioned with that at this point. Too, too busy out chasing cougars. Somebody. Like the Jets are literally just a quarterback away, but they've blown two top two picks in the last five years on quarterbacks. Mike White up here slinging 300 yard games back to back and shit. 
making your first round pick finally look like a legit receiver and shit. Corey Davis is looking like a legit receiver. Like, offense humming. Mike White. Mean, the Jets offense fell apart when uh, they lost uh, Brees Hall. Uh, yeah. Brees Hall? It was more so, I'll give it No, that's when everything coach. tanked. So when he, when he got broke. injured, you tanked. Uh, where we at? Saints and Eagles. 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 Yeah, Philly. Minshew, maybe. Even if, even if it is Minshew, I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, they they got a Minshew set up over there. He would put up 34 on Dallas. Hey, why is why is Mark Mark ribbing everybody in the comments this week? <laughs> 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 he said no, he Jack Wilson is warming Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I wouldn't call him say he got the arm, bro. Like, at least we knew Jamarcus throw 70. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson quick. Bark baby, hot boy. <laughs> Your cornflakes is more. Hey, oh what? This nigga Dane Cook out here and shit. <laughs> so, I used to love Dane Cook. I, I, I thought he was so funny. You, you are like the person on the internet to ever admit that. People, Act like he didn't have sold out shows for you. Like, go go ahead, try to rewrite history if y'all want. Yeah, to. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying that's the the discourse. That's like nobody loves likes Nickelback, but they're like the highest selling rock band of the century. Like, <laughs> I also like Nickelback. Come at me if you want to. Yeah, I can act like photograph. Like y'all, the best kickers on our kickball team play uh photograph with walkers. <laughs> that's kind of strange, but We're pissing people off. I do like the song. <laughs> At least play like hero yeah. when you're walking up or some only a hero. Yeah, he, no, he was playing some Shania Twain. He played Nickelback. He played all kind of shit, and he be booming that bitch. He's like he's our soccer player, <laughs> kicking the shit out of that ball to some Louis fool on draft. Every time they were like, seriously, bro. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, I think we all pick Eagles, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Right. Panthers and Buccaneers. This is going to be a good game here. I'm going to go with Carolina. I think Carolina going to take that division. I'm going Carolina. Who they starting the quarterback? Uh, going Carolina? Yeah. Um, former Jet. And Donald. Donald. I believe it was Donald on Sunday. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like Tampa Bay has the garbage. Like I don't, I don't know what happened. Like Sunday night when they played, I just know mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. skated by by the skin of their teeth against a not good team. Um, really chinny chin chin. I'm going Panthers too. Browns and Commanders. I know who we need to win, but I'm picking Commanders. Oh, I'm picking. Yeah. I'm picking the Browns. Hmm. <laughs> They just yeah. went with uh, they just changed quarterbacks too. Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which means yep. Jahan Dotson go get his money, but nobody else will. <laughs> Carson Wentz don't really spread. Oh, I, I guess he spread. He gonna be running for his life, huh? He gonna be spending Sunday running for his life. Carson Wentz against that. That's what I'm thinking. Like the Browns defense though is. I think Miles Garrett's supposed to come back this Sunday too, because he's been out. But I think Garrett comes back, and if that's the case, they really go be on his ass. 
I'm I'm going Should we come back? You all, Who would you pick? I'm going commanders though. Well, Boom! Come here. Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Jaguars. Oh yeah, they're going to the Jaguars. Uh, Texas, the, man. The, the, Jacksonville. What you talking about? Yeah, they gonna win. Yeah, they they. Hey man, one. love you need to love you need to win, man. I believe they just got to win out. They just they won need. last week. They got they first made. You need more, bro. We, we, we yeah, only got two. Out, <laughs> and, and, and we good. Oh, you want to the Bears can move in the first pick? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm right, yeah, I'm go yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. What used to be the Battle of the Bay, 49ers and Raiders. 49ers. 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 Like, oh, that's going to be, I don't know, it's more of a gimme. Kansas City game or uh, this one? The Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. That is the answer. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Seahawks. Jets. I'm going with the Jets. Seahawks got a black quarterback, so that's the same for me. They got Mike White back, so I want to say the Jets. I saw oh, Dwayne's comment numbers. earlier about him liking Mike White. Yeah. He's, yeah, the Mike best He's the best option to have. I'm going with the Jets as well. Pick a white man named White. I guess a black quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vikings and Packers. Green Bay all the way. Green Bay, of course. Dwayne, stay out of this. Now, let me let me just say this about the Vikings <laughs> this season. I've said it from the beginning of the year. I thought the Vikings were going to be a playoff team. They have won the NFC North. They have exceeded my expectations this season. Uh, this is a team that has been on the good side of luck. Fortune has been on the Vikings side. They have Whoa. won double-digit games by one score. And I think it was last year they were losing a lot of those games. This year, they're winning them. When we went to Minnesota, the Packers, to start off the season, got smacked. Destroyed. The question is now, are the Packers actually building momentum at the right time? Are they figuring things out? They are. Or is it all an illusion? <laughs> I think our uh, coaching staff has realized that running the ball actually helps us win games. No, you can't say that. Yeah. They didn't do that. <laughs> they said what? They didn't, they didn't run the ball. Because they did not I, do that. So, like, that ain't, that ain't it. I, I feel you, but during this winning streak, we've run the ball really well. So, we just talk about, are we hitting, are we hot? Against Minnesota, we can run the ball. We've also Minnesota been able to. Like, they, they really do. Respect. They really don't. Which is why I don't, I don't trust them. I've said it all season. I don't trust them. And the games that they're winning have only amplified the fact that I don't trust them. Dwayne's in the comments talking that Vikings talk. It's going to be a shame when Minnesota cuts that playoff run short. I call illusion to a gift wrap three balls for y'all last game. To a gift wrap one. One he just overthrew. The other he got baited. And the other which is a good interception. Yeah, he turned over. He saw that motherfucker. He, he also that. was playing the second half, possibly with a concussion. Definitely. But uh, we know Kirk will give us the ball, though. We know that. <laughs> no, keep playing. Keep playing. Keep talking. Kirk ain't too far. He's a he's a better Jay uh, Jay Cutler on the Bears. 
Come on, bro. I would rather have Jay. I would rather have Chicago Jay Cutler than Minnesota Kirk Cousins. Hey, burr, 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 burr. Where? And that's and it's 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 uh it's gunslinger mentality there. <laughs> it's because like Kirk knows who to hit when he needs that to. Thing. I feel but like Kirk, Kirk be looking. I mean, I don't like those options. I had. To, I don't mad even go there. Jay Cutler, Kirk Cousins, but <laughs> you give me Jay Cutler. Maybe because I grew up watching Brett Favre. I'm used to a quarterback being able to win or lose a game for you. I mean, yeah. with Jay, it's more lost. Cousins is having a pretty decent year, bro. That thanks to JJ, you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> they, it's going to be a fun game. It, it really is. And I feel like our defense is slow. They still been, they, they getting us in there. They, they figuring it out. I feel like they figuring it out. And I'm just hoping it is. And we're going to carry this momentum over. That's all. Keyshawn Nixon. Or Dixon? If he plays. Dixon. My man's is, he, he be moving and grooving, bro. If that he plays. They had that man on the roster the entire year, and they were still mm-hmm. trotting out Amari Rogers for half the season. Like, Which that's, is funny. You know, that's a failure of coaching. Like, mm-hmm. and we were, mm-hmm. I, and that's not anything new. Like, we've been saying it all season. It's like, at, at a certain point, like, you can't keep running that man out here. And the fact that you had, like, such a superior option on your bench the entire time, like, makes it even worse. Yeah, and Matt before even called that out, he was like, "I know there's gonna be some people making that point." He's like, "We honestly just didn't know what we had with him." Bullshit. I call bullshit because the week before he actually took over as the full time starter, there was a, a game gap where he was returning kicks, and then the next week they threw Amari Rogers back out there, and then Amari was going to fall on week after he fumbled again, and then it was him for the rest of the way. But there, there was a gap where they played him and they had him return a gig and he returned it like 30, 40 yards. Yeah, but the next week, as you mentioned, like, Amari was gone. They, like, I think he smelled like the first few, like, the reason that Amari had the starting visit, he said, we didn't know exactly what we had with Nixon at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And Nixon mm-hmm. wasn't in and out the lineup at the beginning of the year. He did come in that one game after Amari fumbled again. And then, mm-hmm. but when Nixon caught his first return, I was nervous because I ain't never seen the kick returner catch a kick. With his hands straight up, hands. The ball. I was like, no. <laughs> he was he took off. Uh, hey, bro. Well, he didn't take off. He caught it, but it was just like the weirdest catch I've ever seen from a punt returner. I was like, what? Are oh, we? He doing? It like a pass. <laughs> yeah, he caught it like a pass. He caught it in front of him, out like this. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? Your body, sir. Your body. Meanwhile, Mari Rogers not looking like I, I said. It. I said he's not a special teamer, but he's a good receiver. I think we all said that. We were like, he don't put him out there for that, but see what he can do off the line of scrimmage. But alas, they said we're just gonna get rid of him completely. Like he, he has no use for us. We're like bro, we still need, we can use another receiver. Goddamn. I think it's in part. I mean, we don't have to spend too much more time on this. We have other things to talk about. But even when they asked Aaron Rodgers about Amari, he just said like he's just a returner. Like he didn't see anything from him as a wide receiver. So if you're if Aaron Rodgers ain't seeing it, it I was gonna say like that's the thing. Like he, you know, obviously Rodgers has to have trust in the receiver. So like if you don't see him as a receiver, regardless of what latent talent he has as to being hidden, like it's not gonna come to fruition here. At least as long as Rodgers is the quarterback. Yeah. Like they were down to like no wide receivers, and they still wouldn't throw him out there on offense. So it's just languishing. Uh, Rams and Chargers. 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 Fun fact: this game was supposed Chargers. to be Sunday Night Football, but they got flexed out. Uh, with the, well said, they replaced it with Ravens Steelers. Which I mean, that's a better game than they're playing. Uh, I know, but still, like 
And they like it's and it's a rivalry game. game. NFC, uh, AFC North. Yeah, get, get the Rams out of here. Bye, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I would assume like all the better games were like protected by their networks. So. Probably. Nah. Probably the best of the bad options. Uh, who y'all got though? Hey, right. Angry, bro. Give me the it's, Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Yeah, yeah, Chargers. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> Sunday Night Football, Steelers and Ravens. Ravens. Give me Ravens if if, if Lamar's back. If not, then I'll take Pittsburgh. You know what? Same. Pittsburgh has been, been, that's been coming on strong. They've just been... They've been getting healthier. Out, they've been figuring out ways to win games. I'll put it like that for Pittsburgh. Plus, I think Tomlin still hasn't missed the playoffs yet, right? No, I think it was Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. It's his ongoing thing at the moment. Yeah, I don't think they made the playoffs last year. I don't think so. But uh, And then Monday Night Football, shit, might be the game of the week. Bills and Bengals. Give me Cincinnati at home. Ooh, that's a mm. This is a tough one. I like Joe, man. <laughs> that's gonna be a game. That's gonna be that's a game. <laughs> yeah, that game will be lit. Mm. Yeah, I got them. I know Camille said I'm, I'm going Bills. Yeah, I, I said the Bills too. Okay, so we split on that. All right, enter in your tiebreaker, total points scored in Monday Night Football game, and save your picks. Um, I guess we didn't do the scoreboard. Who won last week? Uh, you got it up? I'm trying to find it. Okay, I'm probably right. in sixth place overall. Uh, last week. <laughs> Uh, I came in third. So the mayor came in first. Hey, Elliot, yeah. came, yeah. Elliot came in second. And I came in third. So it was one, 110, 109, 108 in the top three finishes. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. And just to wrap some, well, clean some things up. Yeah, we're correct. Tomlin's record is not losing. Uh, he got 15 straight. He beat yeah. Marty Schoenheimer record, but they did make the playoffs last year. Okay. Let's do our NBA check-in. Let's do our four things here. Uh, who want to lead things off? Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me lead here. Um, so I do want to say before I even get into my point because it is relative. I want to say shout out to Eric Nang from the Athletic. Shout out to Frank Madden. Shout out to Justin Garcia. We got a chance to to meet up together while Frank uh, was in town. Chop it about the bucks a little bit and have some Rocky Rococo. So yeah. shout, out, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Um, but I want to talk about the Bucks. Since this is a, r- a rough road trip the Bucks have been on here. Uh they've they've gotten smacked by Memphis. Mm-hmm. They've gotten beat up by Cleveland. They got slapped on national TV against the Celtics. We got Chicago tomorrow. Bucks Twitter has been a flames. Ah! <laughs> and there is a subset of Bucks Twitter that feels as if this team ain't it. They ain't got it. They need to figure it out quickly. Chris Middleton ain't it either. He needs to be traded. 
so on and so forth. Get Grayson out of here as well. Another half of Bucks Twitter that's saying, hey, y'all, we are still like top three record-wise in the East. We've been doing this without our second best player, without Chris Middleton. There is a lot of positive things that we can take from this. Although they have lost the last couple of games, we knew it was going to be tough. We knew it was going to be tough. Don't panic. There's a lot of time left. <laughs> I just want to state my personal opinion on all of this where we currently stand. I do agree. It's hard to really make sense of this team without seeing the team as a whole. We all know that Chris Middleton plays a big part on this team, a big role on this team. Joe Ingles came in. He's coming off an ACL injury. Before he got the injury, you can go back and check the tech, tech file tape. Look up whenever it was that he got injured and find the corresponding show that goes along with it. When we talked about Joe Ingles back then, I said, mm, he's a guy who has looked the step slow this year and now he tore his ACL. I don't know what that means for him going forward. We got him. It's hard to say. It's hard to say now if this is a continuation of the washness that I thought that I was seeing last year or if it's just the guy who's working his way back from an ACL injury. And it's like, I, I can't tell. No one can really tell at this point. You just kind of got to let it play out. And that's not an answer most people probably want to hear, but that's just the case of it. Like, he's on a one-year deal as it is. So if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. So he just has to, he just has, to have some time. I do think that the Bucks are going to have to make some type of move here, but I do want to also just say I'm not sure that Crow Jay Crowder is the move. The Bucks have a lot of wings, a lot of guys that project to play 3-4-3-4-3-4-3-4. What the Bucks really need is a two. They need a guard. They need guards, period. Honestly, if that's what we want to do here. But like if there's a glaring weakness on the Bucks, it's really that shooting guard position. Overall, though, I'm not worried. I do think there are some red flags to look at here. I don't think that Chris Middleton will be the cure-all to everything going on with the Bucks right now. A lot of it has been effort-induced. A lot of it is just carelessness, a lot of turnovers, uh, not playing with the right amount of energy. As Jason Kidd would say, effort and energy coming out the gates has been lacking. I don't know. It's, it's some things to keep an eye on for sure, for sure. But uh, I don't think that it's time to blow everything up at this point. Like, this is a team that has showed their championship core. This might be the last year we see this team as currently constructed all together. So I figured, like, let's, let's let it ride. It's one more year. Let it ride out. Trade deadline. Horse is going to do something. Horse always does something. So I don't have any qualms about that. But at this point, I'm not looking for a Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen trade. That makes no sense to me. Uh, it would have to be a guard for me to really be interested. I see Cheesehead Fred Ho in the comments says, start the rookie bow champ. I, I'm on the Marjan bandwagon. You ain't got to say too much to me to, to say that. But starting even starting bow champ, it's like, I think it's good for his development for us to kind of just see what he can do in these situations. And it's like, you're not going to try to see what he can do in the playoffs for the first time. So yeah, let him get some regular season tick. Like, let's see what we got here because... I feel like he brings something to the team that we don't really have a lot of, which is a young athletic guard type. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely here for, for, for Bo Champ Love. But I just want to say that, like, I get the I get the panic for sure, for sure. When you get smacked, like, you expect the team to have at least some type of effort. I get it. I acknowledge that. Uh, but let's let's give them a couple, a little bit, little bit more time. If you remember last year, the Celtics looked terrible <laughs> before All-Star break, and then they finally – figured it out and they got rolling heading into the playoffs it's a long season like everything is not 
blowing up right now in this moment. Like, let's just let's just see. I can understand some panic from a three game losing streak, though. Like, it's I can understand why eighty two. I get it, and we only we only lost eleven. So, hey, like, I get it. I truly do, but I can understand where some people be like, eh. and I think out of the last six or eight, we lost like five or some shit. Since like they started nine and zero, they're thirteen and eleven. So, again, I can kind of see where some people be like, all right, we started hot, and now look like we're kind of like, we're, technically, we're kind of middling now. <laughs> we almost got a five hundred record. We haven't really, we've kind of regressed. And we haven't necessarily put the foot back there too. So, and then we lose three in a row. I can I can understand why people will kind of be like, again, Camille said red flags. It was like, okay, what do we need? And granted, we haven't had Chris. And then when we had Chris, he was working his way back. He didn't look good. So people- And again, and that's serious. Like, that's why I said like, Chris Middleton coming back is not going to be the cure-all. Like, it, it's not. Because one, he's going to need his time to work himself back into gang shape. Like he came out great against the Lakers, which was- Enter like oh man like look at Chris he looked oh, he looked great no rust and then every after game after that I was like okay no he's working his way back in like Middleton alone ain't gonna fix everything but he's a big part of what they need so so like for me is today is December twenty seventh like you don't want your team peaking in December like you want them to be at their best in April May and June like that that's Y'all come on, come with the smoke to that time where I know you got something in the chamber. He said you live in Poppy. It's December. Like you don't want your team peaking in December. You want peaking at the end of the year. So like I'm not gonna I'm not going to trip like with a swoon in December when you looked at the schedule and that was the hardest stretch. Like this was expected from the beginning, from the offseason, to be quite honest. And you hope that you had Middleton back by now so that the team was strengthened by the time that they got to their bad record. I mean, bad to their bad schedule. That hasn't happened really. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess it's for me. It's like it's the regular season. Like they understand it's the regular season. They understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. There are some concerning signs that I don't think that they've corrected from last year, which is part of the re- like you can't just say, "Oh, if we had Chris Middleton, we would have went to the finals." Like, yeah, that might be true, but like that also underscores that you're one injury away from not being a championship team. So, like, you do need to reinforce that a little bit. And, like, the concerning thing for me is that there seems to be a lack of athleticism on the, on the roster. Like, they have a mm-hmm. bunch of old dudes that just oh, play, and, like, they get by on, like, dial and grit and shit. But, like, when you have a young team like Houston or Memphis or the Celtics to an extent, like, they can just run you out the gym because, like, they're running up and down. And if you've noticed over the last couple weeks to a month, like, even on makes, like, teams are running up and down the court. Like, they're pushing the pace. Like, they've identified something in the Bucks. Part of it is, like, they don't want to face the Bucks set half-court defense. So that makes sense that you would try to get shots before, like, they get a chance to get set. But also, they know that, like, if they run on miss or made free throws or if they run on made shots, like, there's a chance that there's, there's something there that they're seeing on tape. Same thing with, like, Giannis getting stripped so much more this year than he has been previously. It's like these teams have tape on you. They know exactly what you're trying to do. So they're right there to stop it or they're right there to expose it. So like you do have to like have some type of like there needs to be 
some tactical flexibility, but like I do think that increasing one increasing their athleticism, but then also like make sure that you don't have holes defense. Was that a real call for you? You covered it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying Marjan. Yeah. But also he's a rookie. Like he's gonna get picked on too. Like it, he's he's That's been cool. good so far, but like you can't throw him out there against like KB and Jason Tatum. Like hopefully eventually, yeah. But like this year, like that seems to be a recipe for disaster. So like I like bringing him along slowly, like for his development, his confidence, and work your way up to that. But like I don't think that that's the cure at this point. Man, he could have he could have played a little bit before things were out of control against the Celtics. Like you were, y'all was throwing everything against the wall at that point. Like let's see, like five minutes in spot time, like in the third quarter and the second quarter, like that, like see what he can do. He's the only athletic wing guard we got. The only. The only. I will lie. is still athletic. <laughs> <laughs> but I get you. I hear you. <laughs> no reason for a good coach to tolerate bad habits on a deep team. The way to get through the grind of the regular season is only playing dudes who want to play hard, way too casual. I understand that point, Titania World, but I also understand the fact that this is a veteran team and you're not going to get a veteran team playing hard 82 games of the regular season. It's just not going to happen. I do agree like they're, like I mentioned before, like the turnovers, it's some self-inflicted pain that the Bucks are causing themselves. Like, dude, just take care of the ball a little bit better. Like, missing up views. Yeah, like just <laughs> do a little bit more there, but you ain't going to see them take every game of the 82 super serious. Like, that's just not what older teams are going to do. Now, since we started punting games and we started the, the, the Nassus lineups in. <laughs> like, no, nah, you can't. You can't when your coach is punting games, too. So, it's kind of hard for... Some people are built that way, though. Some people with the energy and the, the willpower yeah. and tenacity, like the Giannis's, they'll play hard every single Asking that for all 15 guys on your roster, that's kind of tough, though. Like everybody ain't built that way. Some cats are like, bro, I'm tired of shit today. Fuck what y'all talking about. I'm going to throw this three or two. Like, it's a random Tuesday, and we in Salt Lake City. Like, no, I don't feel like doing this tonight. No, I don't. I'm sorry. And that's just me talking in general. Not about the Bucks, but just teams yeah. with a profile. Maybe controversial. I like Javon Carter. But I think I would like him a lot more if it was like 15 minutes a game as opposed to the 20 to 25 that he's getting now. Like, we got to play George. I think that I would play George at this point. Like, George George Hill isn't individually, like, George Hill is not a better player than Javon Carter at this stage in their careers. But I think that the team plays better when George Hill is on the court. Like, they look better, they look more cohesive, like the defense. Kind of like he's a connector piece. Like he's a piece that kind of like it's kind of like Ursa Iliasova used to be, where it's like they're not doing anything individually, but like they make winning plays and like they keep the offense moving, they keep things going, and it doesn't just bog down into like isolation ball, which the Bucks are terrible at. Like he helps them when he's on the court. And if you've noticed, like since he's left the rotation, they've gotten blown out three out of four games or whatever it was. Like I'm not saying that it's a one-to-one correlation, but like they've looked worse, which might be just Joe Ingles took his spot in rotation and he's working his way back from injury, but I feel a lot better when George is on the court this year, at least, because it just seems like things 
make more like th things move more smoothly when he's out there and i think that's a good point e. and i think the georgia we got last year with him being injured and just not looking right and, and playing bad i think it has uh i don't say tainted a lot of people's perception of him where they oh, knew him only as what he was last year but he's actually been all right this year it's just that georgia ain't gonna be out here shooting the ball like crazy like he's not that type of guy but like you mentioned he's a connector guy and we can hit this last one and move on to the rest of our different four things. But Titonia World said that Giannis is sleepwalking too. I, he has not looked good the last couple of games. He has not. I can I, I can definitely say that to you. Boston in particular just plays him so well. Like <laughs> they play him well. And in that game, from what I was able to see before, it was time to open presents and whatnot. Giannis was just getting his mid-range jumpers off and getting his threes up. It felt a lot like he would, because he got dunked on, and then, like, he came down, took two threes in a row, and I'm like, dude, you trying to go mano y mano and trying to show off your bag and shit? Like, just play your game. Like, that that's what frustrates me. It's like, you want to give him a little bit of freedom, because, like, he does everything on the court, and it's like, you just kind of got to live with the bad shots at times, but it's like, when he gets it too into trying to be, like, a star wing as opposed to a star big, like, mm. <clears throat> things don't go too well, so... Yeah, and like he started walking, like he does walk around the court a lot more now, which is conserving his energy. But at the same time, it's like if you're tired, just come out. Like right, yeah. you, you got your offense playing in one on five, and you already have a terrible half court offense. Like that don't help. And no, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and he also called out that that he's huh. not uh, not boxing out and whatnot. And yeah, that's something that we've seen a lot too. And it's not even just. You see the ball up and you see them just all staring, looking at the ball, and it's like, put a body on somebody. Please. I've been yelling that for years, though. That's one of my – put a body on somebody and box out. But that's my – uh, Put a body on them. Just watch. Like, Y'all been playing with Brooke Lopez, what, is it four seasons now? Five? This is the fifth? I think this is the fifth year. He is the box out master. How have y'all not picked this up yet? Box out. Please. Does he box out everybody for them? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. They just so used to him getting everybody that they don't. Hey, do shout out to Lopez, though, man. Man, Brooke Brooke Lopez boxing out, tapping the damn ball and grab it, bro. No, nah, <laughs> I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him boxing out because he take up two, three. Speaking of two, three players, did y'all see that block that Alan Lazard threw on three different, uh, like three players at once? Mm -hmm. Bro, huh. it's like bowling pins. And then he counted one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> My man's was gone, dog. Like, keep floating. Keep floating. But no, that's that's all I wanted to call out for my NBA thing this week. Who's next? Uh, I'll go next. One last thing on the bus. It's just like your point about Bucks Twitter is like, I don't even go on Twitter after Bucks losses because I know I already know like people gonna have agendas and just try to get their takes off. And it's like, it just it makes it less enjoyable, <laughs> to be quite honest. Like, I don't even care if they've lost. It's, the conversation that surrounds it. Um, Peace out, Tony World. Appreciate you. Uh, Jokic MVP case. That man is balling again. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that a lot of the I don't like talking about MVP this early, just because it's fucking December and we got a whole lot of season left to go. Um, but I do think that it's interesting because, like, after Giannis won his back-to-back -back MVPs, I remember specifically it was Zach Lowe, and I feel like so many people within the NBA media just takes their cues from Zach Lowe. Like, he leads the conversation, and they just, like, follow him. Like, little 
I don't know, like people that follow people. I don't have a good metaphor uh, or simile, but um, like people seem to think that he's completely disqualified MVP conversation because he hasn't won a title or he hasn't gone far in the playoffs, which kind of like ignores context of the last two seasons that he's had mm-hmm. where their first season was ruined because his players got hurt and then last year they were all out. So it's like Yes, he had a great regular season, which is why he won MVP, but then they didn't have playoff success because he didn't have enough help around him to do anything with it. That doesn't discredit what he's done, and it shouldn't disqualify him for what he's doing now. Like, his numbers are, like, he's, I'm not going to say he's far ahead of the field, but he's separating himself at this point to a point where it's like, even if you want to knock him for lack of playoff success, like, it shouldn't be, completely take him off the board because it's like put his numbers up against anybody you, you can't do it and they number one in the West right now or at least they were as recently as Sunday <laughs> he has a very strong what'd you say oh Tim I heard Tim talking but he sounded like Mr. Roboto oh damn it got me oh you good now are you back got now? your boy uh-huh. but yeah I just think I think that Jokic should still get the love like I don't think that it's a regular season of war, so playoffs shouldn't even factor into it to begin with. I mean, I, I don't think anybody this... listening to the show, they know. As Bucks fans, we've been beating that drum. Like, it's a regular season award. Your playoff requirement shouldn't have anything to do with it. And we thought that after Giannis finally got his MB, his finals MVP, like, hey, the argument y'all kept using, it's out the window. Put him back into consideration. Um, but the problem is when you win three in a row, they start putting your name with the other guys who have run one, three straight in a row. And then the, the question becomes, well, should this new guy be with with Larry and Wilt and, and Bill Russell? And it's like, look at, pick, pick who's the MVP of the season. If he got it, he got it, bro. Like, that's the same reason why, like, people were like, oh, Steph Curry didn't deserve a unanimous MVP. It's just, like, just because the precedent was set with other people and it was unfair doesn't mean that you could just keep using the same unfair precedent to apply to people going forward. Like, if there were people that should have been unanimous MVP before, I think one hater asked, like, kept my, uh, Michael Jordan from being unanimous one year when it was clear he was MVP. Like, you shouldn't use that as a – like, Oh, well, see, like, Michael Jordan didn't even have a unanimous MVP. Well, he should have, so that means that going forward, like, it should, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it don't make sense to use flaw a lot, like, things that you know are flawed and then use that to prop up things going forward. Wasn't, uh, didn't Allen Iverson come close to also getting uh No, it was Shaq. I think it was Shaq. Yes, yeah. Shaq was also going to get a unanimous MVP, but someone voted for Allen Iverson. Shaq I, is still mad about that, by the way. He mentioned yeah, on his To this day. To this day. <laughs> they, can't, they, they can't be outruled like bro was drunk that day. Like clearly everybody agree. Everybody agree. Y'all let this rock. <laughs> I do want to say though, when it comes to this season's MVP right now, the odds. Can you guess who's number one? Who has the best odds to win MVP right now in the NBA? Tatum. Jason Tatum right now is leading the leading the charge, followed by Giannis and then Nikola Jokic. Luca and KD round out that top five. KD is coming on. Yes, he is. Hey, they they show him back up. Him and Kyrie. They niggas been balling. <laughs> <laughs> he just focus on who? Right. But yeah. 
it's kind of wild that uh something that just came to mind when you mentioned the top three for the mvp vote because what all i'm thinking of the entire time was voter fatigue when you was talking about Jokic. same thing they mentioned with Giannis. same thing when they mentioned anybody who gets back to back first thing that comes to mind is voter fatigue even though he may deserve it we don't want to give it to him somebody else knows but now that we've mentioned the top three Jokic and Giannis are up there, but if Boston continues the way they are, they might. And Tatum continues to play the way he is. I believe he is playing at MVP right now, too. Absolutely. And yeah, I feel like they'll probably give it to Tatum to change the story up a little bit. And he's from Boston and give him back to the championship pedigree. Not saying that the narrative is that way, but I can see it going that way because he'll be a fresh body, fresh face. You know, he won't be two-time back-to-back. He won't be a three-time joint now. He'll be with Boston, who almost won it the year before. He's going into his superstardom, all of that shit. So I can see uh, the engine and the machine getting behind Jason Tatum at Boston, and he continues to play the way that they are. I'm not saying he don't deserve it, because that was my talking point. But Jason Tatum is fucking hooping. Like, dude is unbelievable. He want to catch you in a post? Cool, he got you. He want to hit you with a fadeaway? Cool, he got you. You want to pull up on three randomly? Cool, he got you. Oh, half court joint? Don't even fucking worry about it. I'll just throw that bitch up there too. He getting the files and shit. He driving to the lane. Can't nobody stop this nigga. <laughs> he is whooping. Jalen Brown, he still have his first, but he's been more on than, than Norman. Then they got the defense, but Tatum has been the engine big time behind this squad and he, even though I don't fuck with Boston like that, Jason Tatum has been unbelievable. Like, you talking about Jokic and shit like that. Like, Jokic putting up numbers, but it, the conversation makes sense for them three because them three have been unbelievable this season. And Tatum, I, like I said, because I can see him in first because he ain't got one. And even outside of that, I mean, we saw, like you mentioned, we saw Tatum come on last year. And he mentioned something he said, like, I know what it takes now. Like, I got a taste of the finals. I've been through a grueling playoff series. Like, I beat KD. I beat Giannis. Like, I, I'm i getting, I'm understanding. I went up against Steph Curry and Clay and all them boys in the, in the finals. Like, I see what it takes. And I understand that now. And he is definitely showing us what he has learned this season. And I think if y'all remember when they had that crossover Pro-Am game that got canceled, I said the biggest takeaway that I had was that Jason Tatum is ridiculous. Like before they called it, I was like, this dude, he looks like he's he's just on a different level right now. And yeah, Tim, that that, that man is hooping. That man Wait, is hooping. The playoffs. Some Kobe tweets are gonna be serious. Serious. <laughs> 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 he gonna hit you with a mamba. <laughs> gonna lost his place. <laughs> that man was. Vigilant with the motherfuckers last year. It didn't make no damn sense. It became a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he, he's playing like a motherfucker this year. Now, I really do, like, after you got get past the point where you just hate being young, young and dumb is a thing. Young and dumb is truly a thing. Once you get past the point of hating on the motherfucking shit like that, like, appreciate the game. Kind of like we talked about a while ago. Just, hey, I know I don't fuck with Kobe, but I respect him. Appreciate great. Appreciate the game. LeBron, I was a fan. I'm all right on him now. Still love his game. <laughs> but like, you respect certain cats. Okay. He's another one. I agree. Can. Um, yeah, so I'm talking about Tim's favorite guy, LeBron James. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, just talking about how LeBron is having 
a LeBron season at the age of 37, 38. Um, this whole month of December, he's been putting up 30-plus point games. The only thing that's really scaring me right now with him, especially now since AD is out, is the amount of minutes that he's playing. Like, he's playing, like, 44, 43, 42 minutes a night, damn near. So that's the only that's thing that's worrying me, that we're going to run him down before, like, if we have a shot at the playoffs, like him just being run down before we even have a chance to do anything. And but look, what, LeBron will be with 38 wins soon, right? Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So he just, well, he's going to go 37 minutes the other day. <laughs> like, yeah, he had yeah. 38. He played 35 minutes that game when he uh, on Christmas here. We dropped 38. And he's averaging 27, 27 points this season. 27, 8, and 6. It's a casual 2786 too, where it's just it is like, oh, like you wow. really think about it, it's like wait, he averaging 27 points, but yeah. Uh, when you think of LeBron yes. James, yeah, LeBron. you think of his stats. Hey, you know what? I know, I'm I was learning. You think of LeBron James, you think of his stats. God damn it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Go ahead, bro. You got it. All right. Um, I was just like, like, yeah, I appreciate like what LeBron the player is doing right now, but like his, I don't know if it's necessarily manipulation of the media, but like whoever is putting out the narrative that the Lakers are wasting the tail end of LeBron's career, like I think you at least need to mention that he's the one that pushed for the Russell Westbrook trade. Like all these, all these uh, articles and all these talking points on like the morning shows coming out right now, it's like. Bro, come on. Like, you got to take responsibility for that. Like, Rob Palenka has not done a good job of building this team. Fair enough. But you pushed him into, like, putting all his chips on the table to get Russell Westbrook. And that's, like, that's the biggest impetus between, like, you and a successful team at this point. Like, not blaming Russ, but, like, that move was a failure. Like, regardless of, like, how well he's been playing recently, like, that move is what kind of sunk y'all the last two years. Allegation. Like they wouldn't have done that move. Like they had a different move lined up. I'm not saying that Buddy Hill would have saved them, but Demar Derozan might have. Hearsay. Exactly. So yeah. it, it it's, <laughs> you know, like I I understand. Like yes, it is the last couple great years that we're gonna get of LeBron. But like this is a bed of LeBron's own making, and like to not report, not to to not bring that up anymore. Kind of does a disservice to the truth, I guess. Like it's, just, it's it's annoying to see that. Like everybody, like man, you know, like people are blaming Blinka, people are blaming Darvin Ham now, and it's like he rewriting history in front of. Yeah, my I ain't gonna say it for that shit. Y'all can't blame Darvin. Oh, they gonna blame Darvin by the end of the season. I hope we brought in a defensive coach. We ain't playing no defense. Well, he only can do with what he got, but what with what he has. So, I ain't trying to hear that shit. And then on top of the rush stuff, like, all the free agents that they ever bring in are clutch clients. So, mm-hmm. again, this, this is LeBron paid. building his team, whether he wants to take responsibility for it or not. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's the end of Camille's point. Can you have anything else you want to add? If not, what's our next topic? Um, no, I'm good. We could talk about your boy, um, James Harden. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> and per you, yeah, James Harden is seriously considering returning to Houston. 
Um, if free agency yeah. in July, if he goes against the deal for the 76ers, how y'all feel about that? Someone help me make this make sense. <laughs> he said he's a sixer. Huh? I love it here. He said, I love it here. I'm a sixer. What you talking about? Of course he did. What was he going to say <laughs> to everybody else? But this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, with what Houston has going on right now, no how does James Harden fit into that? Ain't no way. James Harden just James Harden just misses in Houston. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. The strip clubs, being the man in that town, being the man of that team, being the center point of all of the conversation, shit like that. Shit happens. Shit goes through him. He ain't got none of that in Philly. It goes through Doc. And then and imagine, oh, and, and imagine if they get the number one pick in the draft. Mm. You like, don't want to go back. I'm, I'm just saying, as a front office, it's hard to the vet that you want for your Not team of young, impressionable no. guys. Is that the vet that you Not want leading the charge here? No, no but no. if you want to make the playoffs next year, that's the person you get with your young squad. Is it? He ain't going to help you. In the West. Well, it depends because you got the number two pick in the draft. You got number, what was it, three, two, and five on the same squad right now? James Harden don't play in the playoffs well. We all know this. They'll get you there. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like James Harden saw what LeBron did, and he's like, "Oh, I can, I can let, the, I can leave when shit get bad. Go try to win somewhere else for a couple years, and then while they build back up, and then once they got a little team, I can come back and be like the the vet to lead them to a championship. Like, I can see that being a thought process. Go to Orlando. Complicating the complicating factor in that being that <laughs> Daryl Morey. <laughs> you know, got the whole band back together in Philly. It'd be kind of fucked up for him to leave that, but hmm. I would assume like he never wanted to actually leave Houston the city. He just knew like the writing was on the wall. I feel like he genuinely really wanted to play with KD and Kyrie and thought that they was gonna really do some shit. I do. I honestly feel like he was real. He he bought in and said, you know what. Fuck it. Whatever I got to do to get there, ain't nobody stopping me, you, and Kyrie. Ain't nobody stopping us, bro. And for a lot while, the world who followed the NBA felt that way. But them niggas couldn't stay on the court. And when they was on the court, it was magic. It was like literally getting hit by three different motherfuckers. Like, oh, all right, KD hit a three. All right, then Kyrie do a pull-up two. A fatal with a falling ass three. Like, and then James Harden turn around and throw a ball behind your head. And KD hit another three in the corner. Like, they were just fucking with you. But they couldn't, they didn't do it enough. They didn't have enough. And he felt, probably felt like, you know what? I really tried. I really wanted this. The shit ain't working out. Maybe I'll go back home eventually. I really do feel like when he first got there that he truly, he, he got fat for them. Come on, man. <laughs> he got fat for them to stay out of shape. And then yeah. went over to uh, the, uh, the Nets and got back into shape-ish. But he older, so he couldn't get all the fat off. <laughs> he tried, uh, though. Real quick, um, one person we forgot to mention in the MVP conversation, Joel Embiid. That man has 36 going into the fourth, and they, they're they trying to win their ninth straight game. So, like, he also needs to be mentioned in that. Yeah, um, I mean, he definitely is uh, playing well. Which, mm-hmm. uh, I could have kept reading a lot of names on that list that were like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he, he hooping. He just wasn't in that top five uh, betting odds. Yeah. So if you do like Joel and B, go ahead and put your bet in now because you'll get some pretty good odds on it. That's something you can bet on prize picks or is it only daily? 
No, prize picks is more or uh, over and unders. You got to go to like FanDuel or a betting book, sports book. You might want to cut the check. We can uh, have an official <laughs> betting apparatus for uh, technical. Our out of state better. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, this is my go. Uh, <clears throat> so, oh, so. So, we talked about the World Cup last week, right? Argentina won and stuff. They had a special guest on the field. Salt Bay came down there sprinkling shit on the trophy, right? All well and good. Everybody like, oh, that's cool. How Salt Bay get on the field? Hey, hey, how did how he get on the field? And then FIFA started wondering the same shit. <laughs> FIFA want to know, who let this man on the field? Because apparently he went in and said, I guess he was cool with the president. And they found out uh, the president of, I think, FIFA or something. And then he was like, nah, he ain't cool with that. It, we don't know who let him in. So I didn't make it a blow the whistle because it led me to a question. What sporting event would you want to sneak into that you feel like, to this level, would be worth it enough for you to sneak into and be like, you know what? I know I ain't supposed to be here, but if you're going to let me here, this is where I'm going to be. He wanted to be at the fucking World Cup. I'm not going to jail for nobody. Where is he from? I knew that would be an answer. I'm not going to jail for nobody. Hmm? I think, but let's just say they give you you 24 hours. You got to sit for 24. Where would you go? Um, If the Bears go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Are you going to be on the field dressed like a security guard? I already know. They're going to take off Spice Adams of that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Spice Adams. I can see that. That's hilarious. Okay, I, okay. I understand. I'll be on the field whooping his ass. <laughs> Why are you fight? You're on the same team. Hey, man. That nigga stole my old swag. There can only be one. <laughs> exactly. There can only be one. Ain't enough room. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said yeah, similar to Camille, I don't want to be anywhere where I'm not wanted. So, yeah. I, hear you, I ain't doing that. But if I have permission to be at any sporting event, like yeah, I want to be, like I would want to be on the court after Bucks won the title. Like, same. Actually, not even on the court. I want to be in the locker room when they sh- spraying champagne. That's what I want. You want to get hit with the showers too? I hear you. I Ooh. ain't saying like. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That, that, that's you, my brother. Oh no, no, no. He want to be in the champagne room. I hear you, bro. I hear well, you. Got hey, there trying to hug everybody. And shit. <laughs> Let it rain. Wait, Tim gonna be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Spray me, bro. Misery, Spray bro. Me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I hear you. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, it's got to be the Bucks championship for me. There's no only other. That's that's always going to be the most meaningful championship. Like it was cool watching the Packers win the Super Bowl. I was geeked. I was happy. That's my team. Love the love the Packers. But I said it before. It's different when you see Milwaukee. On something than seeing Green Bay. Like, I love Green Bay, love the Packers, but I'm from Milwaukee. So to see the Milwaukee Bucks win was a little bit different. And uh, yeah, that's going to be mine. If the Brewers won, I'd be like, yeah, cool, Brew Crew. But like, 
it ain't gonna hit for me the same way that the Bucks one and does because I don't watch baseball every single game. Camille, I, question: Marquette, Marquette winning a national title or with that? Where would that rank? Right under the Bucks. Oh. Over the Packers because I've been able to see a Packers uh, Super Bowl twice now in my lifetime, but I haven't been able to see Marquette win a champ national championship. I wasn't born yet. Similar to the Bucks, wasn't born yet. <laughs> but now the Bucks have one. Like you still have Mark Andre. Mm. I think if they had one, it would become like the more recent title. Bucks is always going to be one there. But if it's been a while since like seeing the Packers win, but Marquette had just won, then Packers would probably go over Marquette. No, no, no. I'm saying like now the Bucks have won. Like the next championship. Oh no, no, no. Because I want Giannis to get a couple. So. Okay. It's, so it's still gonna be a bus championship. It's still the butt. Gotcha. Uh, I just came across the wire this afternoon. Bethune Cookman is hiring Ed Reed to be their next head football coach. Hey, congratulations, hey. Ed Reed. I mean, hey, to be fair, Ed Reed done looked fifty-five for the last twenty years. So these are facts. What do you do? It's just uh, it's just different seeing seeing guys who we watched play and it's like now they coaches now they're commentators now their sons are playing now you know yeah, like I remember Ed Reed being a college football player so now that he is a college football coach that's kind of wild. Cookman man, that was like the coldest HBCU school name to me. Like I don't know anything about Bethune Cookman, but like that was just a cold name to me. Yeah. I always like the. I feel southern and black. <laughs> <laughs> it should be interesting though. I, we'll see what kind of uh, if he has the same because Ed Reed is legit considered one of the best DBs in the NFL history too. But not not prime time. But he's he's up there. He is really up there. So. Well, he might be the prime time of safety. I mean, Troy Troy Palomalu might have a. <laughs> we'll have an argument and a discussion with him. Ooh, would you rather have <laughs> Troy might want to talk. have Ed? That's the question. And they both played at the same time too. Like, I know that's why he did this. Give me Ed Reed. No, I, I would love to see what Ed Reed can pull over Wait. there. Tim, who would you rather have? Pamela? Pamalama. Pamalama. The man Troy Potomatum. Who would you rather yeah. have though? Would you rather have him or every to be fair? Crimes. It, it depends on how I got my defense. No, I don't like, just, just, oh, man. just nope, no no no. Don't away. even qualify, don't nothing. Just say either read Pablo Malu. That's all you gotta say. First one that first one that pop in your mind. Ed. I've got to go with Ed. Cam, would you pick Ed too? No, Apollo Malu. My instinct is also to go with Troy. I don't know. I'm going to dig a little deeper. It could be nostalgia messing with me, but... Uh, Troy's instincts ridiculous. Yeah, I feel it. I did see a clip uh, going around. I think it was from like when they were doing discuss- like they did roundtables for NFL 100. Mm-hmm. But like Bill Belichick was geeking the fuck out on the Air Reed interception. Like Air Reed apparently like he he baited 
Peyton Manning and like he knew Peyton Manning's tendency, so he baited him by like doing the wrong thing first. So like Peyton would like commit to a thing, and then as soon as like he let the ball go, he just like broke straight for like where he knew the ball was about to go and picked it off. Bill Bell's was like, that was like the greatest interception I've ever seen in my life. When I talk to players, like I said, that's what you need to do. That like his voice changed. Like, you know, Bill Belichick is always like, yeah, well, you know, we got to do the football thing and blah, blah, blah. He was visibly excited. And, like, every was sitting right in front of him. Like, he geeked the fuck out. So, I'm like, if somebody can do that to Bill Belichick, like, you know that's some, some football genius on display. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a ball hawk, for sure. He'll let you smack your ass. It was a ball hawk. <laughs> You're fine. It's in his area, bro. It's a rat. It is a rat. He was returning putts. <laughs> and this man was running a full three, full four in the safety. He was one of the first. He, yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to combine uh, some NFL transactions and personnel news along with NBA injuries, just so we can clean up those sections here that we have. Uh... Let me start with injury. So in the NBA, Sacramento Kings star DeMontis Sabonis has suffered a fractured ligament in his right thumb. He is going to attempt to play through the injury. Last I checked, he was listed as questionable tonight against Denver. I'm not sure what the updated status of him is right now, but he's going to try to play through it. And speaking of Denver, Jeff Green fractured his left hand and sprained a finger, so he is going to be reevaluated in a month. And let me just pause that and say, how the heck is Jeff Green still booming on cats like the way that he has been? Like, it's unbelievable. Like, he's still dunking on people. Oh, I hear whooping. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that part. But you do. Like, well, is, it, is that his nickname? Uh, they call him Uncle. Or... Uncle they gave Jeff. him an old head nickname, Jeff Green. I forgot what's Uncle Jeff. They call him. Uh, yeah. Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. And then uh, uh, in Portland, oh, go ahead. Bonus is out tonight. Okay. And then in Portland, Justice Winslow is going to miss at least two weeks with a grade two ankle sprain. So that's the injury news that we have here. Some transaction of personnel news, NBA. The Hornets and restricted free agent forward Miles Bridges are gathering traction on talks to get a new deal done. The agreement can come in the very near future. If you have forgotten, Bridges was accused of assaulting his then-girlfriend in front of their two children back in June of this year. He pleaded no contest to the felony charge in November, and he received a sentence of three years probation and no jail time. But his off-season domestic violence case does remain under investigation by the NBA itself. It's unclear how long of a suspension that he is facing if and seemingly when he is signed by an NBA team. Yeah, no uh, no suspension is too long in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, and uh, like, like Trevor Bauer, he got his suspension reduced. Like, I think he was suspended for two years and they dropped it down to one. So I think he's eligible to come back this year. Mm-hmm. And then NFL transaction personnel news, wide receiver, or Jets wide receiver coach Miles Austin is being suspended for violating the league's gambling policy for at least a year, pending his appeal. And then the Packers and Ellen Jenkins agreed to a four-year, $68 million contract extension. It's going to make him the second highest paid guard in the NFL. And it would also rank top 10 amongst left tackles in the NFL. I did see in his contract, he does have some bonuses, uh, for time spent playing that left tackle spot. 
because of how much he does move around the offensive line. So shout out to him for getting his back. I know he had been struggling yeah, as he improved his position. Yeah, once line. they put him back at guard, he's been he's been absolutely lights out. He's been who who he was before the injury. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, RIP East Bay catalog. I remember back in the day, y'all used to be geek about going through the catalog, circling what I want. Like, oh, I'm gonna grab these, putting the trying to put outfits together, all types of stuff, bro. I swear, dog. East Bay catalog was definitely the code. Man, yeah, I used to get them catalogs and circle shoes. I knew my mom was never gonna buy me. It was just a, a looking at broke fantasies, me flipping through that East Bay catalog. I would get one pair a year from East Bay. My grandmother will always give me a pair of shoes for Christmas. So, like, that November, December catalog will come out. I would just be, like y'all say, be in there circling and be like, okay, I want these. And that would be one, one gift for the year. Um, but shout, again, shout out to East Bay. Like, they are closing at the end of this year. Um, they were actually founded in Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, mm-hmm. For those that were on here, um, and yeah, like just the end of an era, it's, it's actually kind of um, it's kind of an accomplishment that they survived this far into the internet era. X. To be quite honest, like I think they were acquired yeah. by Champs at one point, but um, yeah, shout out to them, and that's a little bit of my childhood that's about to die. So that's us. But okay, yeah, I, I used to remember from my. Uh, Basketball mainly, like AAU, having to get the shoes, make sure, or try to get the shorts and shit like that, or whatever the case. But yeah, East Bay was fun. Mm-hmm. East Bay. Ah, I'm hurt. Our childhood is just so easy, bro. Yeah, our childhood is just now nostalgia. We are. Uh... Oh, <laughs> we're not props to the kids today. We are just like the '90s. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Parents, aunties, uncles. I was telling your wife a couple years ago, it was some ad that came on and she was like, what does this ad even mean? And I said, we ain't tastemakers no more. We ain't supposed to know what this ad means. This ad ain't aimed at us. So you you at Gen Z and <laughs> those younger than us, that ad is not for us. Yeah, all them weird commercials that you don't get like that because it's for a younger generation. Yep. All these songs, I'm like, who? I don't know who this is. Like, I'll be on the room scrolling sometimes. I'm like, I don't know who these people are that y'all talking about. How are they famous? And when I ask the question, how are they famous? I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm so sick of. I just had because of social media, I had to find out who Blueface and all his girl is. I'm so sick of them motherfuckers already. And I guess find out who the fuck they were. I'm like, what's going on? Nah, I know who Blueface was. That nigga don't rap on the beat at all. <laughs> that's a Tatiana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's him. Yeah, that's him. You know that was him. Who was the girl? Who is who is Rashawn, the, right. she, who is she? She used to be an she athlete, be college athlete. Right? She, uh, she's a rapper now. A rapper or rocker? One of the two. She got a rock song now. That's weird. It's she's a young lady that has clear mental or and or substance abuse issues. Like that's that's what I know. She's. She's been rough. She was also on some uh, reality show. She was whooping girls' ass all up and down. That I, show. I think they got a show <laughs> together or something like that. They've been on some dude's YouTube, baby. But, uh, okay, well. No, they don't like Zeus or something. Whatever the record um, network is, Zeus. 
Zeus. No, Zeus is, Zeus is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus. Like network. Network. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like cringe worthy. Like, watching, I'm like, what the, f- like, who? What? Too old, bro. No, bro. Not for us, fam. Yeah, I was like, there's some bullshit. Just, <laughs> look, just turn on Best Man. What happened to her tooth? Her teeth. What happened to her tooth? I don't, I don't know who this is. Question, <laughs> 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 questions I can't answer. Hey, that was the first thing. I was like, what happened to her tooth? Hey, I don't know how to spell her name, so I could Google it. <laughs> Maybe somebody in the I don't think our most of our uh, audience. Who knows though? Tip kind of know. Somebody else might. I know who they are. I know. What I'm saying like you. You at least are aware. I thought she just got a gap. I didn't know she had a missing tooth. Oh, I thought she, she had a gap. Yeah, she got a whole missing tooth. I don't know. Probably fighting. That's what I'm saying because they fight every five seconds. No, 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 no. Like when she was fighting the chase, and I think it may have been on that reality show. Uh, <laughs> it might have been know, either here or there. We just old. How about that? Moral of the story: We old. <laughs> oh, Breaking news: Jason Tatum <laughs> and Jalen Brown each scored thirty points tonight for the sixth time this season, and for the second most by a duo before the new year in the last fifty years. Them niggas is hooping, mm-hmm. hooping. Don't make no damn sense. All right, oh, who, who is? We have Man, one more piece of business here. I can't segue and I said, Fuck him. Hmm? <laughs> I said, I can't segue and I said, Fuck him. I guess. All right, uh, RIP to Franco Harris and Ronnie. Um, Franco Harris was a legend for the Steelers. Uh, Ronnie Hillman, I'm not sure. I'm not even hoping. But, um, Ronnie Hillman was a. Running the Broncos, he was 31 years old, passed away from a rare, I think, liver cancer. Oh, I remember who you were thinking. Oh, dang, that's sad. That really is sad. That's sad. Okay. Oh, well, RIP and condolences. No, it's always been sad, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know who it was, but like now it kind of registers. I'm like, damn. Yeah, 31, fam. Cancer is a. Mm-hmm. Cancer's the worst, man. It's the worst. Yeah, Franco passed away a couple days. Franco passed away a couple days before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which I think they celebrated on Sunday. They did, mm-hmm. and a lot of Steelers players came to the arena wearing his jersey, which I thought was pretty cool. And they said that win was for him that he was in the arena. That's why he uh, ended up pulling that out. But yeah, so that happened December 23rd, 1972. Which also to give you an idea of how much they uh, stretched out the NFL schedule, that was the AFC divisional playoff game, and it happened before Christmas. Mm. So the and season was over by New Year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stretched it out a little bit, gave uh, gave guys a little bit more chance to rest their bodies the by weeks, and now we have an extra week too now. So, so we got three extra weeks because they were they only played fourteen games back then. So four extra weeks. Oh, damn. Yeah, definitely sending out love to all of those who uh, knew, loved, and were just inspired by both of those, both of those gentlemen. And um, there's no, like, 
Tim said going into it, there's no way to really segue out of something like that. So I will just use this time as we wrap up the show and we head into 2023. Um, yeah, be safe, y'all. Be well, be healthy. Um, spend time with your loved ones. Tell people that you care about them. Uh, be nice, be kind. Holiday seasons are hard for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. You never know what somebody is going through and you're supposed to be all jolly and and, and, and merry, but sometimes people ain't got it in them. So uh, just show some kindness and love to people as you see them, as you interact with them and take care of yourself. Real quick exercise before we get off. Do you guys have any, uh, any New Year's resolutions or anything that you want to take into 2023? <laughs> uh, that's something nice that you want to give for the, for the audience. Just, just one thing to take for takeaway, either looking backwards at 22 or looking forward to 23. Um, it's something I was actually thinking about today because 2022, I took a huge step back from social media, like just my presence in social media. But I said going to 2023 that I would increase it again. So I've been slowly trying to think of ways to just kind of reincorporate myself back into the social media just actively um just because i know a lot of the family and people and friends that i've had for a while the only way that a lot of us kind of keep in touch or keep up with each other is through that method me really removing myself almost completely from it like i really didn't update no pictures this year i really didn't do much in social media it kind of took away from the, those who i want to allow in took away from that a little bit so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll I'll comment a little bit more. I'll like a little bit more. I'll just interact a little bit more. Not necessarily say I'm going to be out here every day, <laughs> but just be a little bit more active, a little bit more visible for people who actually do care and want to see how I'm doing without actually having to reach out. Because like you, my friend, I'm on social media for the most part because I'm cool with allowing you to see. So why not? Respect that. I guess I'll I'll go next. Um, my was well, similar to social media where it's more intentional. Um, be more of a net. Social media is what you make of it, and I found that it, uh, especially recently, like I'm just annoyed by a lot of things that I see, and it's like that just means that I need to, you know, curate my list a little bit more, <laughs> make sure that I'm following the right people, make sure that I'm still friends with the right people, so that I'm seeing only the things that I want to see, or like you know, the interactions that I want to see because it can be a lot of negativity and you allow that stuff, like you just scroll through it and kind of let, allow it in. So like if, it, if it's too much negativity, like block it. If it's too much, you know, mess, <laughs> again, block it. Just block out the negativity, embrace positivity, the vibes only, 2023. Um, hmm. 2022 was, was hard, especially towards the end of the year. It was a hard year. Um, I would say going into 2023, I have a renewed emphasis on what is important. Um, the understanding, we make jokes a lot about how we're getting older and <laughs> it's weird. Like we're old, we ain't the tastemakers no more, so on and so forth. But the thing about getting older that I never considered really too much before I got older was that not only am I getting older, but my parents 
are getting older. My mm-hmm. uncles are getting older. Like the people who raised me are getting older. And um, mm-hmm. as you move out of the house of the people who raised you, you don't tend to see them as much, spend much mm-hmm. time with them because you have your own life, your own family, uh, things that you're doing. So for me, 2023 is about being intentional about the time I spend with people that I love. That's dope. Yeah. Um, Mine will be um, health, mental health um, and physical health. Um, Sometimes your boy just be doing too much with work and, you know, balancing family. I just want to do better with... um, balancing everything but not feeling like i gotta be in everything feel like i'm like in the middle and i'm just getting um so dealing with mental health and physical health y'all know i got diabetes i had it for a few years it took me this year to get my diabetes like together so Mm -hmm. going forward continue get that stuff and i can get rid of it i got type two so you know you can kind of get rid of it when you regulate it right so that's my goal within the next few years to be completely done with with that. So, yeah. I'm rooting for you. What did you say? Yeah, fuck He's you. He's not rooting for you. No, he always talking about I'm fat every other week. I ain't called you fat in a long time. What you talking about? It's been a while. Last you week, you gonna lie on Beyonce internet like that? You ain't called this nigga fat last week. I'm talking about he is dead in a long time. You probably don't say that today, didn't you? I I ain't calling you fat today. Got the date. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I will be all. There I you have it. I, it. I feel it. I wish for all of us for the 2023 things that we have planned and we're trying to bring into fruition for them to come to pass. And for all those who are listening here in my voice, I hope as well that your 2023 is everything that um you want it to be everything that you need it to be to, to become the next level of yourself that you need to get to keep leveling up everybody we're gonna get out of here uh if you want to follow me on social media you can catch me wait a minute on twitter instagram apple music and these psn 2k streets although i do want to just say if you add me on psn just at least send a message and be like hey yo like i'm so and so or to the podcast and I'm sending you an invite. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so just say something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my at on all four of those platforms is at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying it. Do it for the um, until she starting incorporate it on her own, but you can also find her on Locked On Bucks, <laughs> co-host. Hey, we celebrate for show for show. Oh, Serial Sensei dropped in for the last time in 2022. Hey, what's up, Serial Sensei? What's going on, brother? Appreciate you, man. Uh, but I am on Twitter only at uh, Bucksburn. That's all you get. That's all they get. They ain't getting the championship and all that (laughs) treatment until they (laughs) get their collective hands out their asses. <laughs> um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. I'm K Harris two sixteen on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy T I M K I N Z the number three, aka Ask Catch Him, aka Mister Give It To Me. 
I miss y'all, bro. I can't wait to see y'all next year. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>